Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go and the weekend is here. It is indeed time to go fishing, even though the fishing maybe isn't all that great right about now. But Dick Beersley still thinks it's fun to get out on the water, and we will talk with him next. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. We'll check in with Dick Beardsley to see what's going on. First of all, Dick, a couple weeks ago, you took me and my uh, grandson Sebastian out fishing at uh, Lake Whatever. And, uh, boy, that was fun. Thank you. Oh, Kevin, it was great having you and your grandson Sebastian in the boat. We we caught some really nice bass, and we had a good time. And uh, that's what it's all about, getting people out, being safe, having fun. And then if you catch a few fish along with it, boy, it just doesn't get much better than that. I can see why you get addicted to bass fishing in a river. That is fun. Isn't it fun? And thank goodness, Kev, because the the walleye bite, it's been the last couple of weeks, you got to work for them, and you're not catching numbers of them. You know, you, you go out and you catch a half dozen of them on a guide trip. You know, it seems like you're having a pretty gosh darn good day where, you know, you can go out and catch good numbers of of bass they're a willing biter they're usually going pretty much you know for the most part you can get them going all day long and um but the walleye bite it'll start picking up again here and hopefully now we'll uh we got some cooler weather coming in hopefully some rain and that will you know raise up some of these water levels and cool things down a little bit and um that fall bite it's just around the corner so it's it's coming well, that is what we need if you're, you know, if we're looking for walleyes, we need that fall by. It's been such, I was actually pretty happy to see the walleye bite last as long as it did, considering the weirdness of the weather. Absolutely. Kev, it was absolutely really good up until a couple of weeks ago. And then, I mean, you could still go out and get them, don't get me wrong, but you're just not going to get the numbers and you're going to have to work for it, you know, quite a bit. But no, the bite, considering all this heat, Water levels continuing to drop. It's it's been a good summer, and uh, hopefully the fall will uh, you know will get kick started here soon, and we'll look forward to a great fall of walleye fishing here in the Bemidji area. Yeah, that's you know there are the guys who are really good anglers, and they like that challenge. They like that chest game. Oh, Let's yeah. figure out where the walleyes are. But for a guy like you, that's got to get people on fish. That's a little different animal. It is, and I listen. I love the challenge also, and but you know and. We've been getting some you know, using big minnows and live bait rigs, but it's a very slow, monotonous process. We've been getting some jig wrapping, which is fun, but a lot of people, you know, to try to teach them how to jig wrap, it's it's just a different type of fishing. It's a lot of fun because if if you do get on a pot of them, I mean, they'll they hit that bait and about rip the rod out of your arm, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, for a guide. For me, it's about going out and getting people action numbers, and you get an occasional big fish too. But most of the time, it's about getting some nice eaters and things like that. And the last couple of weeks, it's it's been a little bit tougher. Now, if um, if we do want to go out walleye fishing right now, really, what what do we need to bring with us, and really, where should we be starting? Yeah. So, like, say out on Lake Bemidji, 
you know me, I love getting on a jig bite and, and we're, we're, I'm still getting some jigging, but really live bait rigs and, and, and pulling big minnows, you know, like I'm, and I'm talking like red tails and, but red tails are not for the faint of heart. They're about 18 bucks a dozen. Mm. And when you buy them, you get eight, you know, you get your 12, you don't get a, a few extra, but they're that spendy, but they're an incredible minnow. You, I mean, I've had them on my hooks in the past where, you know, they can get hit by a fish, their guts are half hanging out, and they're still swimming. And there's something about a red tail, Kev, is that you can almost tell when a walleye is thinking about taking that bait before they even actually hit it, because all of a sudden that minnow will get real active. I mean, it'll start, you know, swimming around, so you know that a fish is close by. So we've been using, you know, red tails and live bait rigs, little deeper than what we've been getting them. I mean, even on Lake Bemidji and a few of the other lakes, you know, I'm still getting a few up in that 8 to 11 foot range, but now we've been catching more, if you want to call it more, but your chances are better getting more out in that about 12 to 18 foot. Seems like they've slid out a little bit deeper right now. Yeah, and have you found that, um, uh, you know, obviously 12 to 18 feet is a little different part of the lake than 12 to 18 right. feet was most years. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I was telling some guy clients I had out this morning that, you know, I've got a zillion, you know, GPS coordinates on my graphs and stuff, but they don't mean a whole lot right now because the water levels are so low. I mean, you're still in the general area, but if you try, if you want to fish right on that spot, it's going to be different than it was last year and the year before. So uh, you got to keep that in mind when you're out there on area lakes. I haven't had a chance. I really haven't looked at Bemidji close lately. Is the algae bloom going? No. No. And there was no thermocline this summer either. Yeah. You know, usually you get a thermocline out there on Lake Bemidji at about 30 feet, but um, there hasn't been any this summer that there really, I mean, there was a, an algae bloomer back in like maybe late June, if I can remember, I'd have to look at my logbook, but it's really been not much at all. I don't know really the reason why for that. We've had plenty of hot weather, that's for sure, to you know bring those on. I like the algae bloom out there. It makes walleye fishing a little easier. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. You know, Typically in August, one of the reasons Bemidji can continue to produce some fish is that algae bloom you know, makes it a little easier going. Yeah. But yeah I, I was, yeah, I haven't noticed it. No, there really hasn't been. I, there was a little bit of one for a while, like I said, late June, but I've been out there you know, July and even in, you know, in August now, and that water is there's no algae bloom going on out there, so yeah. Have you seen any musky guys out there? Oh yeah, they're starting to beat the beat the water pretty good now. And I've been hearing reports of guys actually catching them now. You know, up to a couple of weeks ago, more follows than catching, but now it sounds like they're starting to hit the baits pretty good. And I know I had some folks out uh, uh, on Bemidji a couple a couple of weeks ago. We were jumbo perch fishing, and we were, and we were getting. I mean, Kev. I mean, big jumbos, 12, 13 inches, you know, really, and, and a lot of them, that's kind of slowed down a little bit. They move, but, but, um, I saw some musky guys out there and they kind of came close to where we were. And I go, guys, you getting any? He go, no, nah, we're getting some follows. Well, one of the kids was reeling in a perch that I had in my boat and about a 50 plus incher followed that <laughs> gosh dang perch right to the boat. And he got to see it. Well, his two little brothers, that musky, just sat there for about five seconds. So they got to see him. And, you know, the fish, when you look at them, when they're in the water, they're magnified. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're, you thought they'd seen a shark or jaws or something. <laughs> I mean, their eyes just popped out. And then, then Musky just turned around and just swam away, you know. Yeah. So that was fun. Oh, wow. That is, that is fun. Um, so we got, we went fishing for bass. Yes. 
Uh, how is the bass bite right now? Is that the fish we should be going for if we're looking for action? Well, or is there anything that we should be going yeah, for? Yeah, right I tell you. Now, I've been out on bass trips the last couple of days, and it's been a little bit, a little slower than typically I like. Now, when I say that, like today, we probably got 30 mm-hmm. in a four-hour trip, you know? And I was a little disappointed. And the folks I had out were like, because I go, gosh, sorry for the kind of slow day guy. And they go, slow? This is unbelievable. In fact, one of the gals in the boat today caught a 19-inch walleye. We were out bass fishing, too. Oh. So it it's still really good. It's still really good. And, again, you know, you get these little lulls and stuff. And, and you know, it could be on the the particular lake I was on today, it could be really, really good tomorrow. Because I, mean, I was on a different lake last week with some folks, or the beginning of this week, and they love keeping count. So I got a little clicker in the boat, and we ended up catching 55. So that's a pretty darn good day. Yeah. And it's fun. You get lots of action, and um, and you might get a bonus walleye thrown in there too. Now, and we have been getting some good crappies and bluegills also out on those deeper weed lines, but this past week now... We've had to work for them just a little bit more, too. So we may be going into that that little bit of a lull before that real good fall bite starts picking up here in another, could be a week, 10 days, two weeks, something like that. Yeah. I think, when, you know, we're just in a, when you have the, a year like we've had, this is uh, water temps that we're not used to. Right. Obviously, the fish aren't used to. And even though you could go into the southern U.S. where the water is warm all the time and that's great bass fishing weather, Bass in Bemidji and North aren't used to those no, kind of temps. No, no, they're you know you get down in Texas where they have you know, water temperatures this time of year ninety plus degrees. Well, those that's that's their environment there. But we get our water temperatures up close to eighty or something. It's like this is crazy. But you know what? Now I have not seen any tulipy die offs like on Lake Bemidji or anything like that. Because sometimes you get that warm water and you'll get some of those cold water type species like like tulipy. That will you'll get some die up, but at least when I've been on Bemidji and I've been out there quite a bit, I haven't seen any you know floating around or anything like that. So that's good. We have a lot more to cover with Dick Beardsley, so stick around. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Dick Beardsley, my guest today, outstanding guide in Paul Bunyan Country, knows the outdoors and the area quite well, talking about some of the concerns about the weather. And Dick, I am concerned uh, uh, about what could be happening when you have the lower water levels at, and, and what it's going to mean for um you know when the when the weeds die off and what they're going to do you know all that extra carbon dioxide with less water so that's less oxygen right could get nasty it could get nasty and i i'm believe it or not i'm already starting to see some weed die off and i don't know if it's because of the warm water or the lower water levels or whatnot but that is a little bit concerning because the weed growth on lakes has just been phenomenal because of the heat and and then the lower water and um, 
it's going to be interesting to see when those weeds die off. Like you said, Kev, that's right. There, there could be some some difficulties. From what I've been hearing, though, what I've been seeing, on, the wild rice is looking really good. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's like the problem is going to be is. If you can get into some of those areas, you know, I mean, thankfully you use a canoe or a flat bottom boat, but yeah, the, the wild rice is looking good. The duck should be get fat and sassy this fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff's starting to happen. I know bear baiting's going on now, so bear season's and coming Kim, up soon. Speaking of bears, but you know, we just didn't have the wild berries and now the mm-hmm. acorns are falling, but they're, they're about a third of the size. They're really yeah. small. And you know, I've been hearing from friends and, People that live out in the woods a little bit that they've had to take bird feeders down because they're just getting crushed. Last week, driving to a lake, I was telling the guy I had with me, he was from Missouri, I said, uh, yeah, you know, you might see a bear. We saw three of them alongside of the road, you know, yeah. in different areas, just walking along the edge of the woods, probably out looking for for food. Yeah. Um, so it, the, the, the guys and gals that will be out there bear hunting here soon – it should be a good year. Well, yeah, maybe too good. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they're going to come into these baits and, um, you know, because last year they took a pretty good bunch of bear. And, and so they may have to may have to redo the quota or something for next year if they, you know, take too many of them. Right. I guess time will tell. But, yeah, they should come into the baits. Like, they should run into those baits this <laughs> fall, let me tell you. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Well, um, you know, we're kind of in a in a that strange part of t- of the summer um next year everything gets great or next week everything gets crazy all the high school sports seasons start right. going um state fair is going to kick yes. in and and the world's just going to be a madhouse right now there's just not much going on so it'd be really nice if there was some good hot fish bites out there somewhere i know we it, don't even have that going i on, know really. and it, you know it, it, don't get me wrong. You're going to go and catch some sure, fish. Sure. And if if you don't mind mixing things up a little bit, I mean, the northern pike are biting really good right now. So that's always something. And, and the bass fishing is still going really well. And, and you'll get some bluegills and crappies and whatnot. But yeah, it's, uh, we're in that, it's not like it was a few weeks ago, but it's, it's, the good news is it's only going to get better. And, and, um, the problem this past week or you know, last week too was the wind. You know, there were a couple of days when that wind was blowing, you know, 30 miles an hour or more. I couldn't even take people out. It's just too gosh darn dangerous, mm-hmm. you know. And so that always plays into, uh, you know, fishing also. If you, I mean, we all like a little bit of a wind, but when you start getting winds up in that 25 to 30 miles an hour and gusting, first off, it's, it can be a little dangerous out there. Secondly, it, it takes all the fun away. And if the bite, if you're out there walleye fishing and the bite is kind of a light bite anyhow, Oh, trying to detect a bite with that wind whipping your rod around, it's its difficult. So, um, you know, it is what it is. We face this every summer, not quite the low waters, but with wind and some storms that come through, and you just deal with it, and hopefully uh, tomorrow will be a better day. <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, about kids and fishing because, you know, we had Sebastian out there, and he got bored pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, there's, there's, there's two parts of me. I'm trying to balance them out between – not wanting him to get so turned off he never wants to fish again, right. but wanting him to learn that he's got to be patient and can't uh, and can't be bored after two minutes. Right. So how do you how do you play that out? That's a difficult thing. It is. So Kevin and I get a lot of dads with kids, and like I'll get a dad that calls up and wants to book a trip and go walleye fishing, and and I go, "How old are your kids?" 
well, I got a six and a seven-year-old or a six and an eight. And I go, especially if it would be this time of year, I, I do I do my best to try to talk them out of it, you know. Um, but, you know, at certain times of the year, I'd say, oh, great. We'll go out and the kids, I'm sure, will catch a bunch. But so, but even, as you know, Kev, even when when kids are catching fish, sometimes it's like, okay, did that, done that, you know, they, get, they start getting a little bit bored. So what I always tell my guy clients away from the kids is if we get out in the boat and the kids, you know, they just, they, you know, they don't want to fish anymore. They want to go in. What I always tell them is, look at my advice is we'll go in. And I, I never charge like if it's a half day trip, I'll, I'll prorate it out. So if we're out there for two hours instead of four, you know, that way it's not costing dad an arm and leg for only being out there a couple hours. And, and a lot of times what I've done is if the kids, Start getting bored, and you can kind of tell. You know, mm-hmm. I can tell just the way they're fishing or whatnot. I'll go. Uh, who wants to go for a boat ride? And the kids get excited about that. So a lot of times, I'll bring the kids back to where I sit in the back and put them in my lap and let them. You know, I'm still holding on to the my tiller steer, but let them kind of drive the boat a little bit, and and that gets them excited. And so we will make a trip around the lake or whatever, or I'll you know I'll say. Uh, you know, let the kids play with the minnows in the minnow bucket, something like that. You know, I bring along some toothpicks, let them float them around in the minnow bucket a little bit. And and so that sometimes will just all of a sudden it's like they're doing something different and then they get bored with that and then they want to start fishing again. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of do things. And, um, you know, I always have with kids, I always have lots of food and that kind of stuff on the boat. So if they want to have some licorice or whatever, you know, anything to kind of keep them, help keep them involved. And if they just get to the point where they just don't want to fish anymore and they're really getting a little agitated, then we'll just probably more than likely go in and try it another day. Because like you said, Kev, the last thing you want to do is you tell your son, hey, son, tomorrow we're going to go fishing. And the kid goes, hides under the bed. Because <laughs> last time dad took me out fishing, he made me be out there all day, you know. So you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, and you just want you, that, that's <laughs> finding that sweet spot because he he does need to learn to have a little more patience, but at the same time, I, you know. But you know what? I I learned something that I, I I just didn't even realize, and it just registered with me. He has a fishing rod, and I forgot to bring it along. Oh, and he, you know, I I think there's an ownership thing there that 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 factored in. Kev, that makes a difference. You know, if a, if a, a, a child has their own fishing rod, that's special to them. Plus, most of the time they've used it. So it's kind of, they know how that one particular one operates and stuff like that. That's a good point. And, um, to, uh, yeah, if you're, and most, most guides, if, if you have a rod and reel that you like to use or your kid likes to use, man, bring them along. In fact, I had an 85 year old out in the boat today and he brought two, uh, of his spin cast rod and reels. And he used them, and I so I rigged them out with what we were using, and and they're you know if you're more comfortable using something like that, know how to use it. By all means, I don't know any guides that'll say, "Oh, you're not using your own stuff; you're using mine." So yeah. that would that's a good idea, good point. I don't care what I fish with, as long yeah, as, as long as they're biting. But I think that would have made a, I think that might have made a difference. Yeah, it sure could have. Well, we'll we'll try it again next summer okay. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them out there again. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, talking with Dick Beardsley, who took me out bass fishing a couple weeks ago, and now I'm obsessed. I just want to talk about bass fishing again, because it just hasn't been something I've done a lot of the most you fishing had fun, I've done. Yeah, oh, you, I did. you caught some nice ones. I mean, those are, there's a big fighting fish, and oh. I, it's, again, I see why it can be so addicting oh. so quickly. You know, Kev, this summer, 
up until about mid-July, it was maybe even late July, 99% of my guide trips were walleye fishing. Don't get me wrong, I love walleye fishing. But then I started getting some people wanting to do some bass fishing. I thought, oh, yes, sweet. <laughs> uh, listen, if you just want action and good fighting fish, and it, we, we, you saw when we were out there, it's a ball. Yeah. I mean, these fish come out of the water, they dig. And, uh, I mean, and we're not, I mean, we're catching nice, lots of those fish in that 18, 19 inch range. I mean, those are nice bass. I don't care wherever you live. Um, well, uh, and, and I think what we have here in southern anglers who get those big 8, 10, right. 12 pounders, they still prefer coming up here and, and because they fight so much better here. Oh, they fight better. They're, you, your numbers wise, you're going to catch more. They're not going to be as big. But, you know, I think this Minnesota state record is like a little over nine pounds. And down in Texas, that's, you know, it's a nice fish, but it's nothing to write home about. But the, the quality of the fish of in the, in that like three to five, six pound range that you can catch consistently around the Bemidji area and a lot of, it's just off the, off the charts. So no, I've, I've had a number of people that live down in those bass fishing states like Missouri and Arkansas that I've, I've had on guide trips this summer and they want to bass fish up here and they're just, they're going, this is unbelievable how good the bass fishing is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I th- and the other good thing about bass fishing, I think, is that it just opens up those fun little out-of-the-way lakes oh, that don't yes. have walleyes but are in the middle northern Minnesota wilderness field. Absolutely. And and I tell you, I've had some of these younger kids, when I say kids, they're high school kids, from parts of Minnesota. And a lot of these kids now are on these high school fishing teams. And I'm telling you, they put me to shame as far <laughs> as the way they can skip these baits. Like most of the time, if I'm out with guide clients, I rarely fish the docks and whatnot because most people can't pitch them in there. But if I got a couple of high school kids in the boat that are avid fishermen, it's, I enjoy just watching these kids. They can take these baits and they can skip them underneath a dock or right next to a boat slip or whatever with precision accuracy. And I, I don't even try to do it because I'll be putting it up in the guy's boat or something, you know. But it's these young kids now that are that are really, you know, getting into this high school fishing and most of it is bass fishing. These kids are good. They yeah. are good. They yeah. know what they're doing. Well, we we. We need rain oh, yes. for so many reasons besides fishing. There's a zillion reasons why we need rain. But aside from that, what do we need to see now for fishing to kick back in? Yeah, I think you know the rain would be nice, but the water temperature is cooling down. And uh, I think now it looks like this next week is going to be in the 70s for the most part, nights in the maybe mid to upper 40s, low 50s. That will start cooling that water temperature down. And right now it's it's hanging on most lakes in the, you know, when I'm out there in the morning, that's the best time to check surface temperature. But I usually get on the lake at 7, 30, 8 o'clock with people. And it's been in the, you know, the low to low seventies. By the time we get off, it's maybe mid, mid seventies. So, um, it'll, once that water temperature starts dropping, we, where it's consistently under 70, that's going to start jump, jumping things. And then what I have found over the years, Kev, is like in the springtime at the opener, once that wa- once that water temperature gets to sixty degrees and stays there or above, it really it kind of flips the switch for those walleyes. It's just the opposite in the fall when it drops below sixty, 
it just it kind of flips the switch again, and it really gets them going. And then when you drop, you know, out of the fifties into the forties, it, it, the water temperature it 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 does something again to them. So they know winter's around the corner, water temperatures draw uh, dropping, and um, you know, forage is in a little shorter supply now, so they're w- more willing to hit your baits and whatnot. And and uh, fall fishing. I mean, I like fishing any time of the year, but boy, there's something special about fall fishing. And if if walleye fishing is even close to what it was in the Bemidji area this fall like it was last fall, we should be in for a really, really good fall season. Okay. Yeah. All right. So do you hunt anymore? Or? You know, I I don't. I mean, I might walk through the woods a few times a fall with the shotgun for yeah. partridge, grouse, you know. But, man, I used to be an avid hunter, but now I'm I'm on the water guiding right until, I mean, I was telling the folks this morning, there's there were times last in mid October and beyond I was breaking ice at the landing mm-hmm. to get out on the open water, you know. Mm-hmm. But the the bite was so good and it's cold, and so I pretty much go right up until I can't get the boat in anymore, and then I spend the next couple two three weeks getting my ice houses ready to go. So I kind of don't have a whole lot of time <laughs> for it, but I still enjoy getting out there walking through the woods. So but that and that's the thing, you know. There's so many hunting seasons that are going to kick in here. Right. And there's a lot of people who do both. The, the, the guys who, who are out angling in the fall, they got a lot of open water to themselves. Kev, it is, it's amazing because even the local guys around Bemidji and towns around the area that are really avid fishermen, a lot of them are, like you said, are avid hunters too. And once that hunting season kicks in, I mean, you virtually have the lakes to yourself. Um, and I've even noticed the last couple of weeks, not because of hunting, that there's not near the pressure out on the area lakes. Part of it is I think people are tired of the heat, low water, people trouble getting in their boats and stuff. But yeah, you get, once you get Labor Day and beyond and the hunting seasons kick in, oh my gosh, it, it is a great time to be out there in the water. And like you said, you can, even on a weekend, you can virtually have the lakes to yourself. Right. It's well, awesome. Plus you throw in school and sports and Right. You know, it's just uh it's just a different animal out Yeah, there. it totally is a different but, animal, so and, and even if you're in that world and you just don't have a lot of time, if you can carve out a few hours on a weekend to get on the water, it's worth it. Oh, it definitely is worth it. If, and if you're looking to take home, put some walleyes in the freezer, have a nice fish fry, you know, the walleyes will start kicking in, those big jumbo perch, and you can't find a better eating perch or fish than that. Crappies are usually good in the fall, and then they start moving out as that water cools out in those deeper basins, and they're pretty easy to find at that point. They're suspended, but you can fi- see them on your graph. And now the fall is a great time to get out there and and uh, enjoy some great fall fishing. And you're still guiding folks? Oh yeah, I'll take people out right until I until I cannot get my boat in the water anymore. And it gets it can get cold. That's the one thing. <laughs> it can get cold. The key is keeping your hands dry. So I always have a Mr. Buddy heater in the boat. Not that it's going to warm me up, but you can warm up your hands anyhow. I mean, I know last fall, Kev, there were a few days when I had folks out. It was below freezing. Because the tips of your rods, the guides were getting froze up, so you had to stick the rod into the water to melt the ice on there. But when the when the when the fish are on the bite, you don't notice that cold quite as bad. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so who who do you who goes out fishing in the fall? That are these are out of state people, in state people. Who are the ones I, most likely? I've to? had both. Really, and you know, it used to be it was just the diehards that would book a trip, but now. Like last year, I had a number of trips that were mom and dad and, you know, 
a couple of, you know, teenagers out. And, and like I tell them, I said, you need to dress like you're going out, you know, fishing, ice fishing, sitting out on a bucket because let me tell you, it can get, it, it can get cold out there. And if that wind comes up, boy, it doesn't take much. And, but yeah, it, um, if anything, if this falls like last fall, I was getting just, you know, your average people that just, hey, we want to go on a fishing trip. We heard fall fishing supposed to be good. And, it, and I said, it normally is, and it's going to be cold. But if the fish are on the go, you won't notice the cold quite so much. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much the case. So, yeah, we'll see what happens this fall. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up? Well, we got the big musky tournament coming up. Oh, that's yeah, going to be exciting. Weekend, yeah. yeah, that's going to be exciting. These guys are the cream to the cream of the crop you know they these are the ones that do this professionally right and to be hosting it here in bemidji that's going to be uh it'll be interesting to see the uh the, the size of fish that they're catching i've heard i've heard some guys are already in town like doing a little scouting and pre-fishing and things sure. like that so uh, yeah that'll be exciting and like you said we got the state fair coming up and then boom school will be starting here before you know it and bring on the fall i'm ready for it <laughs> Well, if somebody wants to book you for a fall trip or maybe even a winter uh, ice fishing trip, how do they do that? You betcha, Kev. You can give me a call at 218-556-7172. You can email me at dick at dickbeardsley.com or my website. I'm on Facebook also, and my website is just dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. All right. It's always good to have you on the show. Thanks, Dick. Always a pleasure to be out with you, Kevin. Hey, everybody, be careful out there and uh, just check those accesses before uh, you head to one particular lake just to make sure you still get your boat in. Well, that's, that's important this year. You bet. That's it for this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for spending some time with us. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the cooler temps. And we will talk to you next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen whenever it's convenient for you. You can do that at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be happy to get it to you however you want it. Michelle, Bob, Barn, yeah. Country, country.